We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowering. And I'm Penny Blackmore. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I was trying to keep thinking of something funny to say, but nothing came out. Um, we'd love it if you sent us um, a nice, just kidding, a present. I'm just joking. I was going to say a nice <laughs> message about how you like the podcast, but actually that is not, we don't actually need that. Um, well, no, no, we don't expect nice. it. We don't but expect it. We do it. get them, and we but, love them. God, we love that. Yeah. Um, and anyway, if you like the podcast, tell a friend about it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, please do. That's the best thing I think. If that is actually friends. better. Don't tell. Don't write us a message. Just tell somebody else. Thanks. But if you have the time, all right, I'll stop talking. Okay. <laughs> How are you today, Britt? Well, apparently I'm a little bit of a goofball, which I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was in a goofy mood. Um, I think it's because I can feel the end of the week fast approaching. We're recording mm. right now on a Friday afternoon, and it was a bit of a uh, a bumper of a week. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. It's this whole bumper thing. I'm not really, I'm still not really sure how to use the word. Um, but it was, it's been a bit, just a bit of a an overscheduled week, uh, mm. which I really hate uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> anyway, and uh, then I had big glasses of wine every night because I was like, oh my God, I need a glass of wine. But then that's also not good to do because then you're like, you're tired then. Like, I wasn't getting drunk every night. Let's just put that in there. I was just having a little end-of-day glass of wine. But even that, I feel like, puts you into this, like, mode of a bit of sleepiness. Anyway, yeah, that was a lot. I was, I was really hitting the wine after work this week as well. Right? What was I was like, every night. Terrible. <laughs> the weather, maybe? I don't know. I don't How know are you doing think- generally? Well, my, I had my, my second fully COVID vaxxed friend. Yeah, yeah. fully vaxxed baby, but only, well, you have to wait two weeks and then the effects are permanent. <laughs> I can start Ooh. sprouting my second head to all those people <laughs> who are afraid of vaccines. Um, yeah, so I had my second vax today. I'm feeling so tired. So if anyone's worried about my mood, I'm emotionally fine. I just feel like I might fall asleep at any point. Fascinating, hey? So I'll try and keep the pep in my step. And I really like tried not to look up any side effects of Good the idea. second vaccine because everyone's been telling me like, well, oh my God, after you get the second one, that's when you feel sick for five days and you're like sweating and you've got chills. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen to me, okay? <laughs> All so right. I got, yeah, I got a little nauseous in the shower this morning and then I was like, it's nothing. Maybe you're just hungry. <laughs> I love it. Mind over matter, baby. Yeah, Don Tootin. That's I've got exactly a dinner what it's to about. go to tonight at a well, restaurant. Exactly. You've got plans, so no time to feel ill. Um, Don Tootin. The the thing is about that that I find is once you look up the side effects, once you've read them, you're gonna start to feel all of them, no matter what, because your your brain is like preparing for them. You know, at least on my side, I start to have those like phantom. Uh, I think it's called thanks. psychosomatic. Psychosomatic. You crazy, Brittany. That's no, no, what it it's is. Um, caused. Yeah. Okay. So psychosomatic is um, caused or aggravated by a mental factor such as internal conflict or stress. But it's a physical ah. illness that you kind of make up yourself. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that's what it would be. If I read yeah. the if I read the symptoms and then I started feeling those exact symptoms, that would be probably slightly psychosomatic. Okay. So that's what I was talking about, everybody. Psychosomatic. <laughs> All right. 
Not psychopath. Not psychopath. <laughs> and also, you shouldn't use the word crazy. And I know that, okay? I, I know that. Oh, right? come on. I feel like we can use the word crazy, right? What about you know? cray-cray? Cray-cray is good. What about crayfish? Crayfish. I'm feeling so crayfish today. <laughs> Must be my time of month. Oh my god! This episode. By the way, we actually do have some exciting things to talk about this episode. Okay. Just so you know, Let's so I know we're we're waffling around, you know, <laughs> saying different weird words that don't have any relevant irrelevance. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. Stop Let's it. just fucking cut this, Brit. Just Let's stop like get it. to the actual bulk of the show. Got it. Let's get to the bulk <laughs> of the show. I'm ready. Work. Oh man. I can go first. Do you want me to I, go first? No, I'm oh. ready. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were like, <laughs> oh, man. Don't, don't you pressure me, Penny. Don't I'll, underestimate Whitney. It'll come out when it comes out. Okay, so <laughs> my work week. Actually, I, I have a really fun—I've been thinking a lot about this this past week and actually the past maybe couple of weeks, um, and that is the idea of coaching, mentoring— guiding in all facets of the of the term let's say so i and how this came up is twofold one i for the first time hired myself a business coach yeah dun, dun, dun. um and actually all in the same week i had a little um uh, I, a friend of mine is mentoring um a young marketing uh girl <laughs> A young, a young human of the female market, variety. Uh, yeah, who is uh, slowly beginning her marketing career. And she asked me if I could have a, a chat with her just about, uh, you know, the stuff that I do. So I, I had this kind of like mentoring session where I was the mentor, which was kind of fun. Mm. Um, anyway, and so I've been thinking a lot about this. And I think that one thing that I have definitely not done enough of is this seeking uh, seeking. Um, not necessarily a mentor, but like mentorship in the, mm. in a general sense, or mm-hmm. like guidance and help. I'm much more of the person who's like on the ground, making the mistakes, learning from the mistakes, and figuring it on my, on my own. But I've kind of discovered that you can't figure it all out on your own, or at least it's a lot of pressure and way too intense to do that, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. So I had this, um, I hired this business coach just for like a few sessions to try it out. And within the first, and, and I'll tell you like sort of why I wanted to have a business coach. So basically, I found in my business and in my career, actually, in general, I think this is good general uh, for people in their careers if they want a little bit of guidance and, and somewhat some kind of coaching to think about like, for me, I'm like, I feel like the last year I was kind of like waffling through, trying a bunch of things out. I was experimenting. And now this year I'm like, I want I want more control over what I'm doing. I want to understand the reasons behind different steps that I'm taking. I want to know, like, I want to learn the basics of like, you know, having a bit of like a revenue and profit report of some kind, just so that I am more aware. Like, it's all actually for me about control. As we know, I'm a bit of a control <laughs> freak, and I just feel out of control right now. I Like, business is going well, and I'm busy, and yada, yada, but I don't feel like I'm actually in control uh, yeah. of what's happening. And in my first session, what, it was just fantastic. It was like, you know those that, that moment where you're like, I probably, like, I, I kind of on some level knew most of these things, 
Like, I knew kind of what I needed to do. Mm. But for me, this whole getting a coach or a mentor, the biggest benefit— I love I'm talking about it like I've been doing it for years. I've had one (laughs) session. But I'm going to tell you what I think. And then maybe we can follow up later. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest benefits I think of this is actually just the idea that you're taking the time out of your day to think about these things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're forcing yeah. yourself to talk to someone about it, to take that time and put it aside um, for like planning and strategy and like organizing yourself a little bit in your thoughts. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that like I used to go to therapy once a week back years and years ago and I feel like half of the benefit was me like trying to decide what I was going to talk about in therapy and yeah. like doing this triage process of trying to figure out like is that really worth my time and oh actually I have the answer to that myself and and then you get to the session and you're like right I have a really focused set of things I'd like to discuss. Exactly. That's mm. what I was kind of comparing it to in my mind because uh, I have I have tried therapy before a few times and I I would definitely go back in a heartbeat if I found the right therapist, which is a whole other <laughs> topic in, in and of itself. But I did really feel like this was like a therapy session for my business. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is probably, you know, it's just about like taking the time. It's, it's similar to therapy in that you're talking to someone who's coming from a completely unbiased view of your business. So they're not your friend or family member who's who has, like, even if their ulterior motives are, are good motives, they're still coming from a place where they're like, maybe they want to spend more time with you or maybe they want, you know what I mean? They're, they're mm-hmm. not purely thinking about your business. Whereas in your business therapy, you know, that's what they're there for. They're there to help you figure out how to best, you know, perform and how to yeah. best move through the next few years or whatever. So um, I just can't express enough how excited I am about finally taking the time, you know, to do this. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And how did you find your therapist, your um, business therapist? <laughs> My business therapist. He probably your laughed if he coach, heard you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so actually, if, through Instagram, believe it or not. Mm. So um, this is someone, though, who I've I've known for for quite a few years and had multiple different contacts with. So mm-hmm. I had spoken to him on multiple occasions. I had done a couple of things with him um, in terms of like events and, and conferences and stuff. And I just knew that he provided this kind of like entrepreneurship business coaching for creative people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Michael Janda. And I'm not afraid of telling you who he is because <laughs> he is. <laughs> I am worried though he's going to get booked up because uh, he's really no, good. You're an existing customer, so it's fine. That's right. I'm on the inside. Um, but yeah, no, he's fantastic. I mean, he is, has a lot of really great um, content on social media and stuff that you can check out as well, all for free, of course. Mm. But yeah, he also does this on the side with with like solo entrepreneur people. And it was, it's so far, it's been really great for me. So I'm very excited, you know, excited about my business. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's funny because that's actually what I do for agencies. I don't really know what to do for like single entrepreneurs, but pretty much my whole job is like people call me a management consultant and I'm like, no, I'm just a business coach. And a big part of my job Mm. is like this kind of therapy aspect where you're very much like providing because a a lot of leaders are like, oh my God, it's so lonely just like running this thing on my own and trying to keep it going. And um, like you can't talk to your staff and your wife is sick of hearing about it. (laughs) Um, And so there's a lot of that. um, And I need to like figure out how to 
like manage that better in a way because I'm like it's starting to impact on me. I feel like I'm running four businesses when really I'm not running any businesses. Well, you're running your own, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean like I'm running four other people's businesses. Yeah. Mm. And do do you like that aspect of it? You just want to bring more structure to it or what are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I'll get into it on the pod because this is actually something that's like – I'm trying to figure out where to take this and like what Got to it. do with it. So I, it's a good <laughs> question it. though. Um, yeah. But yeah. It must I was be... trying to be your business therapist right oh, here thanks. on the pod. Thanks, honey. <laughs> I tried. Tell me like when you had your first session, what made, gave you the confidence that this was the right person to talk to? Like what what was it that made you trust Michael with your business and your issues and made you feel like he understood you? Yeah, great. So um, I feel like basically he asked me all the right questions. He also allowed me to kind of like do this big brain dump. And at the end of the brain dump, he kind of synthesized it into this like perfect, like one sentence. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's it, right? Like, um, so it was very clear to me that he completely understood what I was going through. Um, Also, he's really like, it's, it seems like he's very, very focused on uh, figuring out what you want from your business and helping you achieve that. So one thing that I've found when I talk to friends or colleagues or people that, you know, people I've worked with in the past is that they always seem to have this really great idea of what I should do with my business. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always like, oh, what you should do is yeah. you should go in this direction because that, I know that that would be, and then I get confused and lost and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. And then I have to stop and say, but do I want to do that? Oh my Brittany? God, totally. I feel like right? we're very much on the same wave. Like, I mean, like everybody's like, when are you going to do your video course? And I'm like, something, I don't know if I really want to do it because then there's all this stuff that comes after it. It's not like you just put a video course out into the universe and then dust your hands and walk away. That means that you have to position yourself around that for a long time and you have to, for example, like the coaching calls that you do, I don't want to do those. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I don't want to do those for myself. But I think, I mean, like I've also really always wanted a mentor but I find like I've, it's never occurred to me that you could pay someone to do that. I've always been like, how do you find these fucking people that know all the answers to your questions? And, yeah. And how do you get them to like hang out with you for free? Well, so one, you don't. Exactly. <laughs> you just pay somebody for gosh mm. sakes. And it's not like I think you can find affordable options out there. They don't have to be super crazy expensive. Um, yeah. And I just – that's that's I just felt like it was um I finally had someone purely listening to me and not like not trying to going into sway suggestion me into mode. Exactly. Yeah. No suggestions solu- other than one suggestion. Yeah, 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 exactly. Solution mode. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. What about you, Penny? What's going on with you work-wise? Well, I think that's really great, Britt. Um, and it kind of ties Thanks. into literally everything I have to say today. So I love when we're on the same <laughs> wavelength like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like today, a bit, I just kind of wanted to talk about the idea of workbooks. You know, workbooks? like Ah, yes, the, the workbook. Like, <laughs> the ones that are written by someone called Ted. And it's like <laughs> the five... Pup plants you need to buy if you want to be a winner and those sort of (laughs) things. 
or like yeah. the power of now or hacking growth or any of these things. Yeah. Um, so basically I have to admit like I really avoid these like the plague um, and it took me a long time to figure out exactly why I avoid them. Um, and it's not because I don't like reading. Like I read a lot um, and I'm I'm always curious to learn new things. But actually I realised recently that I don't like the idea that an entire generation of professionals, which I think is like millennials, maybe under millennials and even beyond that, um, are all being influenced by the same voices, the same ideas, um, and they're all getting the same information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly, like I meet people all the time, particularly young men, who are like consuming workbooks like There's No Tomorrow and they're always asking you if you've read the latest one by Chip King Kenny or something um, and they're always <laughs> recommending that you read a book and they're saying it's going to change your life. Um, but also I've I've noticed that those same people tend to like struggle have, to have a good or an original idea or develop their own um, instincts and think for themselves. So I think like it's not this not to say that they can't, but I think like inundating yourself with someone else's ideas is a very surefire way to literally turn into a carbon copy of every other person. It's a bit like looking at your competitors too often. Um, Now, I I definitely read stuff that's practical. So, for example, like Radical Candor by Kim Scott, um, which is about feedback, um, and I really love that book. I thought it offered some excellent arguments around how and why you should give feedback um, and why it's a crucial part of development and why it's actually an act of kindness. I really like the framing. I like the practicality of it, and I could tell you what's in that book quite, quite easily. Like it really stuck with me. Um, but typically like in my own time, I like to sort of break out of the narrow world of work. Like I don't really see how you're supposed to bring brand new work ideas or ideas to work if you're just reading the same old stuff all the time and surrounding yourself with work stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, so on that note, I'm going to recommend a book that's about business and it's about passion and it's about leadership, but it's not about work. It's called Kitchen Confidential. It's by Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from 20, the either the year 2000 or the year 2006. I looked this up. <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, is a, he's a cook from New York. Um, he has a... Was. A was. Yeah. Unfortunately, he passed away. This is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote this book and then he kind of shot to fame and did this... Uh, Uh, He did a TV show or a couple of TV shows and the shows were fantastic. Um, He was just just a very charismatic guy Um, and he's obsessed with food. So this is his memoir and it's kind of told through the lens of his experience with food and the kitchen and restaurants and and also a whole lot of other stuff like there's a lot of drugs, (laughs) which it's very shocking. Um, But he's an amazing storyteller. He's very fart and uh, fart. I was going to say smart and funny, but I conglomerated it to fart. That's hilarious. Oh, he's very fart and he's very entertaining. Um, and I really love this because he kind of like, he talks about business and life. He has insights into like what the sort of person, um, what the ideal restaurateur is, for example. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I love this because he starts talking about all the different types of people who open restaurants and it's very, very funny. So he's like, you know, then there's the guy who just loves Italian food and he's been an accountant his whole life. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to open the next Sicilian specialty yeah. restaurant. And he he basically loses all his money. Um so he kind of talks about the restaurant business in that way. He talks about how you should cook and how you should order at restaurants. Um, and then, like, I guess it's a lot about the nature of obsession and passion um, and, and the way that your background um, kind of influences that. So I'm churning through it. I could not recommend it more. Um, it's also... I'm super excited to read it. Yeah, actually, I would I would say, like, do you ever... I'm addressing this to the wider audience. Do you ever listen to the an audio book like with your partner or a friend or something in the car? This yes. would be perfect for that. Yeah. 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 It's um it's another like something that I was thinking about while you were describing that is the importance of looking like I mean you kind of said this already but like the it's so important to look outside of your industry and outside of these like normal sort of um, places where you might think, oh, that's where I should find I could find inspiration or mm. I could find information that will be helpful for me. Sometimes it's really these these other areas. Like, I mean, I find I think that like the restaurant industry and business in so many ways, like all of the different components of working in a restaurant. I think it's I think everybody should work in a restaurant at least. I know people say that all the time, but I really do believe that. And that not just as a server or whatever, but just it's like this mechanism that has to work together. And there's a lot of passion, a lot of drive, a lot of like um, you know, sweat and grit involved. And mm. um, yeah, I'm super excited to to read this. Yeah, it's I mean, really I've heard fun. about it before. Yeah. yeah. I've I've known about it for years and for some reason I'd never read it. And then I think it's because like during the pandemic, that's when I realized that I don't always have to read like high literature. I can actually just enjoy some books as well. So I've been really getting into like some of the cult classics, which you'll hear about later in the episode. But um, I mean, this this book will make you super hungry as well. Um, <laughs> but it's also from Love like that. a really different time. So it's very like funny and like a little bit shocking listening to how he describes like women in the kitchen and 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 like different races and so on and so forth. But just keeping in mind it's from it's from way before me too. So <laughs> things yeah. were different back then. But um it's kind of yeah, it's it's a really fun book. So if you're looking for something to inspire you and to like kind of get you back in touch with like what what your idea of passion is, I guess, and and get in touch with big unprofessional personalities, um, then I'd highly recommend this one. I'll link cool. it in the show notes. Love it. Thanks, Pen. No problem. Culture. All right, Penny, I'm going to kick us off because I've got a couple of things to talk about. One is I fully binge-watched a Netflix show this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, my boyfriend left for the evening and I was like, it's yeah. happening. I made popcorn and I just went for it. And the show that I watched, which I'm curious if you've watched yet, is Halston. Oh, did I ever? Yeah, I love that. Actually, that that's a great topic. Yeah, because it's about yes. work too. <laughs> that's true. We only talk about work, guys. <laughs> okay, Halston, I thought was I thought it was fantastic. Did you like it? I really enjoyed it, yeah. 
I I just thought it was so um it was super so Halston basically is played by Ewan McGregor and Halston is a or was um a fashion designer in the god 60s, 70s, 70s, yeah. 70s, right. 70s was his prime time. Um, and that was back when, uh, um, what's her name? The the first lady oh, was wearing uh, all the Jackie hats. Jackie Kennedy. Jackie O, right? Mm. So it was in the time of Jackie O, right? So this is a, it's a mini series. I think it's six or eight episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it was six because I watched it all in one day. So <laughs> <laughs> let's hope it wasn't eight. Jesus. Um, but anyway, um, it's just this amazing, it's kind of an incredible story. Um, he is really, uh, or was really, really excellent friends with um, uh, Elsa Peretti and Liza Minnelli. And Liza Minnelli, like that's all right. these big sort of stars from um, Studio 54. Exactly. It was a Studio 54 time. So it was like this beautiful, I mean, beautiful maybe is a little bit too much to say, very kind of. I mean, somewhat raw. It was still very, you know, I mean, I don't know if it was, you could consider it raw, but I felt like it was a really great look at that life. Mm. And actually what was really funny is watching this series, I almost, I was going to message you, but then I, I was like, don't bother Penny. Uh, oh my God, are you serious? Like, bother me all <laughs> more often. I was like, um, I was thinking, God, this, like, at first when they start going to Studio 54, I was like, oh, my God, I want to go to a club. Right? Yeah. I was was like, like, I want to get dressed up and walk in and pretend like people are taking photos of me and just be like, boop, boop, you know, dancing on the dance floor and drinking alcohol willy-nilly. Since everything's sort of opening up very slowly again, I am wearing heels everywhere. I'm not a heels person, but right now I'm like, every time I leave the house, it's like a head-to-toe look. Full lipstick, full makeup, loads of jewelry, like everything. I'm just having so much fun with it. Yeah, totally. So that comes highly recommended. I think it's also, um, I mean, it's a bit sad, but also I actually felt like the, the ending, I was asked if I thought the ending was sad, and I actually thought the ending was actually kind of nice. I can't remember the ending. It was like a nice, happy— well, I, sh- I I won't don't, don't I, I say won't anything, give it away. I yeah. I mean, like I kind of felt like it had that. Whenever you start watching a show and there's like two episodes where everyone's just flipping, he's flying in lunch from New York City to the yeah. Hamptons, and like he's ordering thousands of um what what are those things orchids to be delivered yes. to his office, and it's just full excess, and it's very high glamour, yeah. and they're just chain smoking and hoovering cocaine and stuff. Yeah, like you're like this is fun, but what's gonna like this is about to be a right? cautionary tale. I feel yeah, and it definitely was. It yeah. definitely was. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like that's why I loved it. It was this this Netflix series. Unlike a lot of series I find that are being made now, it was super fast paced, mm. and I liked that. I was happy that like so many things happened in one episode. Mm. Um, you know, you're basically they were they followed him from like the beginning of his kind of um, success yeah. Yeah. to the end, and it's it, so obviously a lot of things need to happen. But I liked that. Uh, my my uh, boyfriend was saying like, oh, it's like it's too fast, too much is happening, oh, and I was like, no, cute. no. This is what I want, you know? Oh, so cute. You're like, anyway. I'm, I'm, well, you're not on TikTok, actually. <laughs> no. You're like, 15 yeah, seconds, that's all I got. No, I I'm mean, a like. TikTok nation. I think also you and McGregor did a great job in that role. I definitely. Oh, my God. I think with a big, for me, the, the mark of a, 
um, good actor or a good performance is that you actually forget you're looking at Kate Blanchard yes. or Nicole Kidman or um, I'm mentioning Australian Absolutely. actresses because we're so great <laughs> um, or like Ewan McGregor. And there were a couple of times where I was like Halston, not Ewan McGregor. And so, right? you, yeah, I, I also thought it was really interesting that like something, I, I mean, I knew about Halston because they tried to do a revival a few years ago with oh. Rachel Zoe or whatever her name is. Right. Um, yeah. And so I knew it was this kind of like very sort of glamorous, uh, sexy 70s disco era outfitting. Mm-hmm. But what I wasn't aware of in his story is the whole licensing thing where he was like just selling his name to anyone who would take it and and that was I think really interesting because I think a lot of people think that artists and creatives can't be good business people but I am here to tell you every successful artist or or creative person is also a very shrewd business person there's there's none of this like flighty oh I'm just, you know, I'm just so creative. Like my mind doesn't understand numbers. Like the people who are really making it, they are fucking, they've got their business strategy nailed and they know when to, when to listen to people who know what to say about it. So, um, yeah, I like the way they kind of put that through in the show where he should have listened to people a little bit better and so on. Yeah, exactly. He made a couple of wrong decisions. Yeah. Anyway, so highly recommend that. And then this weekend, I am going to illegally watch, maybe I should, don't need to say that, The Friends Reunion. Oh my God, is that happening like right away? It, uh, yesterday. Oh. It was, it was released. Ooh. So, and the biggest news that's come out of it, and I, this is how I can tell that you're not on social media right now, because it's literally, <laughs> I scroll through my Instagram and it's every third post is about this. So apparently, mm-hmm. this actually really excites me, um, Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer, also known as Rachel and, and, and Ross. And Ross, yeah. Apparently, in real life, in the first season, had crushes on each other, like, big time. Really? <laughs> yeah, but they were both in relationships, or it was kind of like they always crossed over so that it ne- nothing ever came of it. But they were very much, like, apparently had big crushes on each other. Wow. And they both say that in the interview. They say, oh, yeah, big time. Did you like, know that um, uh, Emma Watson had a big crush on Draco Malfoy, the actor that pl- played Draco Malfoy throughout the whole Harry Potter series of movies? Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. I'm like, but he's such a derp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think of him as Draco Malfoy, not as whoever he really is. Okay. Did they ever get together? No, but they're the best of friends now. <laughs> okay. I feel really so embarrassed whenever into- I know celebrity gossip. I'm like, I yes, know. I looked it up, okay? I looked up if I heard they're the friends. rumors. I needed to know. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is. Anyways, I'm really excited to watch the Friends reunion. Everybody watch it, okay? Everybody who's, and then next week we'll talk about it. And so is it a whole season or is it just one show? Oh, no, 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 no. It's act, it actually looks, I have to say, pretty lame. Yeah. But let's see. <laughs> I don't know. But basically it's like they, there's no, there's no, they don't like record an episode or anything. It's like them coming together for basically a glorified interview. Oh, fuck. Like a I long it was interview. An episode. No, no, ah. that's what they made it out to be. Ah. But apparently they all refused. They they were like, we're not doing that, which is probably the right thing to do 100%. if you think about it. Yeah. 
100%. Like, what a nightmare of the old. And they, so, like, the guys, the guys all look so terrible. Yeah, they've, they've all had, like, major they drug problems. They all have, like, and, super puffy face. Yeah, and, like, they all the just look really unhealthy. Oh, it's very strange seeing them all, to be honest. But anyways, whatever. I, I No judgment. You know, I know it's not easy being famous. <laughs> just so you know, Brittany's, like, laughing out loud right now. Sorry. It's I always not feel silly when I'm like famous. Can that yeah, be the being title really of this famous episode? and rich? Yeah. Perfect. Speaking Perfect. of ja- uh, famous people, are you yeah. finished with your section? I'm trying to make a you really stylish segue here. I love it. Okay, so Julia Roberts, in real life, do you think she's probably not a very nice person? Um I get the impression she's like a bit of a cold bitch. Do you think? Yeah. I mean, she did get famous when she was quite young, and usually that can be a bit of a signifier, you know? Like, you don't have the real world. Uh, you know, you have no connection That's to the real true. world. So what, why, are you, why are you saying this? Okay, sorry. No real reason, honestly. <laughs> but basically— <laughs> You just wanted to gossip about Julie Roberts. I think I'm that I've always kind of to... liked her. Yeah. But but as an actress, I've, I've never—I haven't seen her in many interviews, to be honest. Like, I'm not— that's not really my jive. Well, neither have I, but have you seen that movie where she's in the movie with, is it Susan Sarandon? Stepmom? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've seen Stepmom. <laughs> I watched a couple that the of other times. day, guys. So sad. Don't watch it. It's, it's so sad. sad. Like, I, it was funny because I watched it and my boyfriend was kind of just like flopping around the apartment doing literally anything else. Like, I think that's similar to how I watched it last time. Yeah. And when it finished... I, by the, the last freaking 20 minutes of the movies, I am like sobbing on the couch in the most <laughs> hilarious, you know, when you're really just theatrically wailing. And I just, yeah. <laughs> and then the movie <laughs> finished, I just switched off this, the fucking TV and walked down the stairs wailing. I was like, I can't have you <laughs> see me like this. I was like, it's so sad. <laughs> And he's like, they really did a good job. I mean, Susan Sarandon. I, I mean, really come on. like She's Susan Sarandon. Awesome. And I feel yeah. like I really want to watch more movies with Susan Sarandon, Emma mm-hmm. Thompson. Emma Thompson mm-hmm. is fabulous. Big time. Freaking yeah. Maggie Smith. I want some old old lady yes. movies. You know? Yes. Anyway, totally. I do actually have quite a good topic. I just don't know why I was. Beating and her. obviously, my favorite Devil Wears Prada. Oh, Streeper Rooney. But the she's street. in everything. Great. Meryl. She's in That's TV true. shows these days. Oh, my God. Meryl. Meryl. What are you doing? Are you doing on Big Little Lies over there? To? She fucking nails it on Big Little Lies. Anyway. Oh, my God. She's so good in that she's show. She's so Sorry. good. You okay. literally hate her. Anyway. Yeah. So the reason I talked about Julia Roberts was vaguely because I was trying to tie it into I'm, re- I'm doing a culture and lifestyle crossover. It's a mm-hmm. bumper crossover. Sorry. Forget the bumper. It's inspired by one of our dear listeners, Holly. Hi, Holly. Hi, Holly. You wrote us a really nice email. You actually, I literally had had the worst day and then I saw that email and you pepped me the fuck up and I showed it to my boyfriend like 12 times. And he's like, yeah, you got one email. Okay? Get out. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Jokes. He didn't say that at all. Um, no, but that was he wouldn't. Vibe. Um, okay, so guys, I'm sorry to do this. But I am currently re- listening to the audiobook of Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. Wow. Now, I hated the movie. I thought it was stupid. Mm-hmm. But a lot of movies don't do the book justice. That's very common. Yeah. Um, and that's why I brought Julia Roberts into it. See? It's all tying together. Yeah. I'm, I'm really it. getting it I'm now, it aren't you? It together. My yeah. 
Um, so I haven't actually finished it yet, but I'm still going to go right on ahead and recommend it. Um, this is a fucking excellent and fun book. Really? Well, okay. Fun sometimes. <laughs> excellent. Definitely. She's a good writer. Yeah. She's got a lovely cool. voice. Like she's, she's lucky that, um, I won't say that. Never mind. Do you mean her tone of voice in the book or do you mean like actually the way her voice sounds when she's reading the book to you as an audio book? Both. So she's got a good voice as a writer, but she's also got a lovely vocal voice Mm -hmm. Um, and she reads the audio book. So basically if you don't know, if you're very young, you might not not know what Eat, Pray, Love is, but basically it's about a very white, very wealthy, successful woman who's having boyfriend and divorce uh, problems. So she runs away. It's so hard. I know. Like this is obviously the reason why I didn't read it in the first place. I was like, cry me a river, sweetheart. And um, and but the good thing is, there's no part of her that's writing the book to make you feel sorry for her. That's not what it's about. Right. Um, yeah. The book is really about self discovery and enlightenment. And I hate the mm-hmm. fucking term enlightenment. Um, but they are really interesting topics. Um, and even if you're kind of cynical like me and you don't really like thinking about, you know, chanting or ashrams in India or anything like this, I would still recommend you give it a little listen. Um, I think, and this is where I'm going to cross over into lifestyle. (laughs) My grand plan. Watch it happen. Here we go. Um, so I feel like when people think about self-discovery and self-exploration, they tend to focus on the self part and they get a bit ashamed of that. They're like, oh, it feels really selfish and gross and entitled to sort of delve deeply into your psyche and like think about how you feel and who you are and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, on the surface, maybe a little. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if like deep down inside you're very hurt or angry or ashamed or, or broken, you do tend to take these things out on other people or on yourself. Yeah. And if you're busy yeah. hurting other people, you typically don't have much time or energy to be like a positive influence on the lives of your family and friends. Like you're not going to give great advice if you're like in a lot of internal pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always like a little bit about self-exploration um, because I, I like to radiate good energy and I know that when I'm in a bad place, I don't radiate good energy. I radiate another kind of energy. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if self-improvement is super selfish. Um, I think it actually can be good. And I also think that understanding yourself can help your career. It can help you figure out like your talents and interests and skills and how that they come together with what you actually want to do. So um, big time. Yeah. I mean, like I was thinking about this today, like I'm good at writing. And when I know a lot about what I'm writing about, then I can write something really fast and really well and people like it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. does that mean I want to be a writer full time? Not necessarily. Maybe. So it's like, there's a lot of like, stuff that you have to uncover about yourself to make sure that you're sitting in the place that you want to be, but also pushing forward um, and challenging yourself. Can I just interject quickly, Penny, because um, this just made me think of something that I recently discovered through my business coach. um, (laughs) And it's called the hedgehog concept. Have you you heard of this? 
Okay, so I'll link to it in the show notes, like a little thing about it. But basically, um, the idea is you make uh, three different lists, and the lists are what are you deeply passionate about Mm -hmm. slash what do you really like to do, right? And you make a huge list of all these things. And it can be, these things can also be um, things that aren't, like they don't have to have to do with work necessarily. You could be like, I love traveling. I love this. You know, I love seeing whatever, love spending time with tomatoes. my family. Exactly. Whatever. Huge list. Then the next list is the things that you can be the best in the world at. So the things that you're really good at. Not okay, so let's take away best <laughs> in the world. Let's say, so first is like what you're deeply, what you're actually passionate about, what you like doing, mm-hmm. what you're good at doing. Everybody has a big list of things that they're good at doing. Uh-huh. For sure. Right. Especially me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. And then the third thing is what can you monetize or what is some what are the what things do you know you can do that you can sell or that people will pay for. And the things that are kind of coming in together that are having all of those things together, so passion you're good at and people will pay for, that sh- those sh- that should be your main offering or that should be sort of all-encompassing your thing. And I just think, I don't know if it's like a way to find exactly what you should be doing, but I think it's a great way to find um, at least an idea of, you know, a direction yeah. for you. What, so where's anyway. the hedgehog though? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, it's just a catchy I think name. that um, that's what I I almost asked that, but then I thought that's not a good question for your business coach, Brittany. Um, <laughs> it might have to do with these three circles ending up looking like a hedgehog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Britt, that's so just, cute. You were know, like, don't waste his time on the hedgehog. Don't just ask Google about the hedgehog. God. Yeah. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> totally. But maybe it's the way that the matrix looks because it looks like three circles. Does that look like a hedgehog? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Listen, we'll look it up. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that. anyway, that's kind of uh, an interesting one. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. I think that's like, that's exactly right. I think, you know, I mean, we've talked about this, but we're both generalists mm-hmm. in a way. So yes. like, and also I'm it's the sort of person who out. can push her energy and her interest in any direction. Um, yeah. bar a few directions. <laughs> I yeah. definitely don't care about some things, but like, so for some people it can be really hard to like, actually, at the, at the end of the day, I think what it is, is actually admitting to yourself what it is that you really want, not just what you'll accept. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What do you really want? But what do you want? What do you want? (laughs) Sorry, I did say it. I said I wouldn't, and then I did. Anyway, oh my god, amazing! So that's that's the book, Eat, Pray, Love, and then Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave three resources. One of which I mentioned last week, um, and they're all like self development, self exploration, self honesty resources. They're three different Mm -hmm. podcasts. Um, and I'll put those in the show notes because I just want to hear how you guys are like f- flipping, cultivating your self-actualization, you know? Totally. Let's Big hear time. it, baby. I'm all about it. Okay. And I'm done. Lifestyle. <laughs> all right. This might come, this topic actually might come as a bit of a shock because um, people who know me well know that I am a social butterfly, as my dad always says, well, Brittany, your social butterflyness. it was a bit of, it was trouble in the pandemic, you know, the fact that I couldn't be my butterfly self. So, um, but to be honest, I'm actually finding myself 
and and like on, in a in a sort of minimal way, but feeling anxious and a bit nervous and just kind of stressed about the whole world getting back to normal thing. Mm. You know, like for a full year, we've been like, you know, life has been so slow. But not only that, we've been told hanging out in big groups is bad and scary and dangerous. And, you know, seeing more than a few people (laughs) and illegal. Yeah. And, you know, like all of these things. So in my mind, it's actually really bizarre. Like, a friend of mine was like, should we go on a trip to, to this place and blah, blah, blah? And I, re- my first reaction was like, well, are we allowed to do yeah, that? Yeah. You know, I just like, and I and I get got nervous about it where I was like, well, well, what if I'm not vaccinated yet? Or what if I don't have this? And what's happening here? You know, it's just like, it's get, and I, and I know that this is obviously a common topic because it's coming up all over the place. Mm. I've been seeing articles and things coming up. How do you feel about it, Penny? Do you feel that anxiety at all? Well... I mean, like when the pandemic first happened, I was one of those people who was like a little bit obviously not happy about a pandemic, right? So don't take it that way. Mm -hmm. But like I enjoyed, I really greatly enjoyed the slower pace of life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really liked not having a plan every flipping day. And I -hmm. love the fact that social expectations were plunged right into a graveyard. But then, I mean, like, I would say that only wore off in like March this year when I just was totally done. I was like, take me to a restaurant. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like, but what I tried to observe at that time was like, maybe I have been doing too many things. Maybe I was spreading myself too thin, like socially Mm -hmm. and work-wise. And so I was like, when we get to do everything again, I'm going to be really strict and like create some really hard boundaries around like what I'm doing socially, what I'm doing work-wise. Um, so that I don't feel so exhausted all the time. Um, totally. Yeah, and also so that I don't cancel as well because I'm like I used to be a bit of a terrible, everyone knew that I was a bit flaky and I used to cancel. Bit of a canceler. Bit of a canceler, but that's always because I was either like it was either a legitimate reason or I was just like I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I need to recoup. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm feeling like this will be a test of that, honestly. I'm kind of like, well, let's see how that goes because there's a lot of pressure to be social all the time. Yeah. And there's also like this strange sort of, like I even feel, because because through the pandemic, I was really only seeing like a handful of people um, and sometimes not even them when it was super strict. Mm. But now it's like opening up to these, the the peripheral oh, friends. Oh, yeah. The friends that, you know, and it's like, I haven't seen them in so long. I feel anxious about seeing them. Okay, I feel nervous and like in a strange, like, what are, What am I going to talk? Like, how are you? It's like, well, <laughs> a lot has happened since the last time I saw you. You know what I mean? Like, where do we even start, yeah. right? Plus, plus, like, nobody has any good anecdotes anymore. Like, these are all <laughs> funny things where it's like, no one has good stories to tell. So I actually feel nervous that we're going to get together and have nothing to say. Do you know what? You like, know? my boyfriend all the time is like, I'll be telling a story at a party and everyone's like screaming with laughter and then he'll just look at everyone and be like, that's actually not how it happened. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, honey. It's a good yeah. story when she I elaborate a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I like, those other friends that I haven't seen during the pandemic, I've just taken the opportunity to just, because I'm like, let them go. Needs the, it's not about, the, it's not the fact that I don't like people. I just find the idea that you should, you know, that person who's like, hey, haven't seen you for ages. Let's catch up. It's like, if I yeah. haven't seen you for ages, 
it just means that like there's really no reason for us to <laughs> sorry how do I put this no I love you know it I, I think mean? it's like, great I don't yeah. I don't want to and I think it's because I'm honestly getting older and I'm like time yeah. is such of the so it's very much of the essence um yeah and I don't want to waste it with I'm not saying people are a waste of time I'm just saying like why should I do no, hang out totally. with someone socially if I'm not like excited about it yeah yeah I'm going to uh, link a couple of articles in the show notes. One is a New York Times article um, that's called The Nerv- the Nervous Person's Guide to Reentering Society. <laughs> I think it has some nice tips about just how to like kind of ease back in and not be too hard on yourself, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's so funny. I feel like it's crazy. I do feel like, like even I'm surprised that I'm talking about this. Um, I'm surprised that I feel like this because I'm a really social person, Mm. um, but I feel like I'm out of the mode. I've like lost my, you know, like it's not normal for me anymore where it used to be super normal. Yeah. Um, And then another article from The Guardian that is just a short little one that I thought was really, it was really cute. And it's called, I've got re-entry anxiety, but it's not contagion, I fear. And she's (laughs) talking about her fear of like social situations. And and I just think that it's good for people to know, like, even if you're a really social person or you were uh, before pandemic, it's okay to feel a bit bizarre about it all because this is such a weird time, you know? I've realized also that because I'm only hanging out with like mostly my best friends, like my group of several very close mm-hmm. friends, we've all been doing a lot of like personal growth in this time. Yeah. So like, you know, I have one friend and she's been going to a therapist for the first time and she's like, I've realized like she, I've made all these like really profound realizations about myself and then she'll share with them with me and that's us catching up. And then I realized mm-hmm. recently like I'm kind of doing that with my clients now as well. I'm like, well, you know, I was tired at the start of the week but then I decided listen, <laughs> you know, like telling them yeah, maybe – yeah. But, I mean, they don't care. They love it because they're telling me the same yeah. thing. They're like, oh, it's been a whole week, you know. Um, yeah, totally. So it's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to be like, okay, well, things will happen now as well. So we will have things to say, which is totally flipping exciting. Totally. Good God. It's really exciting. I'm excited to have a story or two to, to share. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Give me something, you know. so much to all of our wonderful loyal listeners like holly for taking the time Shona, yeah callum who else callum shout callum out to callum anymore yakub. yakub let's say hi to yakub maybe laura yeah. maybe lizzie Laura sometimes maybe jess yeah i'm saying all my Aww. friends back home who are like i heard on the podcast this this and that and i'm like oh oh debbie debbie hi to my mom hi. hey deb Hey, yeah. cutie. <laughs> I have I have a woman named Debbie in my content lab, in my my course. Aww. And all I want to do is tell her that my mom's name is Debbie, but I just can't. I'm like, don't do that, Brittany. It's a little weird. I would do it for sure. Well, I haven't actually met her on a call oh, yet. Oh, right. So I feel like maybe I'll I'll leave that for when I like meet her face to face. Do it when you when you meet but, her. Um, It'll ingratiate yeah. her to you. Is that the word? That's right. India. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Something like that. Ah, anyway, we hit this one out of the park. I can't believe how much energy I have. It's just maybe not coming through <laughs> in my voice. Yeah, it's just <laughs> how much energy I have. <laughs> um, well, we wish you a wonderful week, and remember, don't be a dick. Yeah, be a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Take great. That out if you want, kid. Don't.
definitely don't. Don't you dare cut that Just out. That's very You're not a dick. You must be something else. Be an arm. That's right. Be an arm. Be an arm. I'm going to stop it. the recording. Okay. I'm just stopping the...